Hi there. Great to be with you. Wherever you are in the world, however you're watching, thanks for joining us. I'd like to begin today by reading to you from Psalm 27. It's a psalm that I've been enjoying over the last few days. And verse 1 says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defence or the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. This is a psalm written by David, by King David, by the man who killed Goliath, by the the one who, when all seemed lost, when he seemed to have lost everyone and everything dear to him in 1 Samuel chapter 30, managed to find strength in the Lord his God. This psalm was written by him. And I find it so inspiring to read David's attitude towards God. He says, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. I love that image of of God being the stronghold of David's life, the, the one that David went to for protection, for provision, the one in whom he could hide, the one in whom he could find refuge. And I love David's faith here. He says, even if an army comes against me, even then my heart will still be confident. Why is he still confident? Because the Lord is his light, his salvation, his stronghold. Later on in the same psalm, David says, I'm confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that is the same confidence that I believe we can have in God today. That regardless of uh, where we're at in life, no matter the situation or circumstance we face, no matter the challenge or the opportunity before us, we can look forward with expectation, with hope, with confidence that we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In fact, I believe we can have even greater confidence in our God than David did because we live under a new and better covenant than David did. It says in Ephesians chapter 3, for example, through Christ Jesus and through faith in Christ Jesus, we can approach God with freedom and with confidence. Because of the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross, because he died and God raised him from the dead, because he's seated at the right hand of the Father, because he's poured out the Holy Spirit and now lives in you by that Spirit, we can draw near to God with freedom and with confidence. Our coming to God uh, is not based on how we feel. It's not based on uh, our own performance, our own ability, our own strength. It's all based upon his blood, his power, his grace. That gives us great confidence as we come to him and pray. Paul says in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. And that's the confidence that we can have in God, in ourselves and in one another today, that God who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. And I'd like to take a few moments with you today to talk about this confidence that we have in God and how we can steward it well, how we can lack after it, how we can not lose sight of it. So would you turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to read a few verses 
from Hebrews chapter 10 that give us some keys for how we can walk before God with confidence, faith, hope and expectation because we are going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm going to begin reading from verse 35 of Hebrews chapter 10 where the writer to the Hebrews says this, don't throw away your confidence, it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who believe and are saved. We are those who believe and are saved. I want to draw your attention to three things that the writer to the Hebrews says today. The first is this, don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Remember what I've just shared with you. Through Jesus Christ and through faith in him, we have freedom and confidence to approach God. But let's look after that well. Let's not throw it away. Don't throw away your confidence, the writer to the Hebrews says. It'll be richly rewarded. This is not the time to throw away our confidence in God. This is not the time to throw away our confidence in his word, our confidence in his promises, our confidence in his power. This is not the time to throw away our confidence. We've been getting to know our neighbours Um, a lot better during this lockdown period. We're in a WhatsApp group together and people have been messaging one another, offering support, offering help, offering encouragement. And um, our neighbourhood is probably very similar to yours. We've got people who are on furlough from work. Some people are isolating. Some people are key workers. Some people are homeschooling or looking after their families at the moment. And we found that our neighbourhood is full of people at the moment who are Uh, either using the extra time they've got or trying to take their minds off the pressures and challenges that they have by taking on board various DIY projects there in the gardens. They are painting the houses, they're clearing out their um, garages and lofts and cupboards and all that kind of stuff. And it's a good thing to to do those things when you have the opportunity. If it's a terrible thing, however, if you're suddenly clearing out the loft, clearing out the garage, clearing out your cupboards and you throw away something that you meant to keep. This happened to us a little while ago. We were doing some spring cleaning, my wife and I, and we threw a whole few things out. We we got rid of some things, we cleaned up the car, put some things away. And it wasn't until a week or so later when my wife needed our sat-nav that she discovered that by mistake, I'd thrown it away as part of the spring clean. It's a terrible thing to throw something away that actually you needed all along. And we're not in this season to throw away our confidence. Don't throw away your confidence in God just because there's a situation in your life that's difficult. Don't throw away your confidence in God just because there's been a delay in the fulfillment of his promise. Don't throw away your confidence. It'll be richly rewarded. Which leads me on to the second thing I want to draw your attention to. The writer to the Hebrews says this, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. You need, he says, to persevere. Notice the writer doesn't say you could persevere. Here's an option for you. You could choose from amongst many options. You could choose to persevere. No, he says you need it. You need to persevere. Perseverance, 
persistence, endurance, patience, they're all required for us to live the life of faith. This is what it says in Hebrews 6, that we're to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. We're not to quit, we're not to give up, instead we're to persevere doing the will of God so that we will receive what he has promised. There are no prizes for quitting, you know, but on the other side of our perseverance, there are promises for us to obtain. This hurt home the other day when I was trying to help my son eat his dinner. My youngest son is three years old and uh, we prepared a meal for him. And to be honest with you, he didn't really like the food that we prepared. He was uh, not particularly interested in eating it. And he looked up at me and said, Daddy, please, can I have some peaches? I said, yes, son, of course you can have some peaches once you finished your dinner. Well, he didn't like that answer. He looked down disconsolately at the bowl in front of him. He looked up again. Daddy, please, can I have some peaches? Of course you can, son, I said, when you finish your dinner. So I had an idea. I went to the fridge. I got the tin of peaches out that I knew he wanted. I got some out and put them in a bowl for him. And I put them in front of him and he stared at them. And with his spoon in his hand, he kept his eyes on the peaches and he began to eat the dinner in front of him, the dinner that he'd previously rejected, the dinner that he previously didn't want. He began to spoon it up into his mouth, all the while looking at these peaches. And he finished his food, he put it to one side, and then I gave him the peaches. You see, he persevered. <laughs> he did the will of his father. He received what I promised him. Perseverance is required. Let's keep our eyes on the prize, because we will receive what he's promised if we persevere. The third thing I want to draw your attention to is that the writer to the Hebrews, quoting an Old Testament scripture, says this, my righteous one will live by faith. You know, the Christian life is lived from beginning to end, from day to day, by faith, by trust, by belief, by faith in God himself. You know, God is totally trustworthy, completely faithful. Uh, he's full of integrity. And we are constantly being challenged in these days by who do we trust? Who do we believe? Who will we put our faith in? Whose words will we listen to? Who will we pay attention to? And everyone puts their faith, puts their trust, their belief in someone or something. Some of us, if we're honest, only really trust ourselves. Others only really trust their families. Some have put their trust in their finances. It's a tragedy in life when you meet people who really only trust their fears or their past failures, and so they miss out on all the wonderful destiny opportunities that God had planned for them. Day by day at the moment, we're being asked to trust political leaders, medical professionals, scientific personnel, and as hardworking and as diligent and as well-meaning as so many of them are, it is no substitute for putting our trust in God. God alone has the solutions to this world's problems. God alone has the answers to our needs. And if we will put our trust in him day by day from beginning to end, we'll find him constantly and consistently faithful. Will you choose to put your trust again in God today? Some of you have never put your trust in God, but today you can do that. And in a moment, my friend Jenny is going to come on and show you how you can put your trust in Jesus for the very first time. So don't throw away your confidence. You need to persevere. Live by faith. Let me paraphrase those for you. Let me give you three simple ways you can remember this today, tomorrow, and for the rest of the week. 
Don't quit. Keep going. Put your trust in God. All of those attitudes require us to look up from present situations and circumstances and look into the future with hope and expectation. All of those attitudes require us to fix our eyes not on what we can see with our natural eyes, but what we can see in the unseen with the eye of faith. For the one who keeps their confidence will be rewarded. The one who perseveres will obtain what was promised. The one who believes will be saved. So don't quit. Keep going. Put your trust in God. And you will be able to say, like David did, I have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I pray God's richest blessing upon you today. Pray God's prosperity on you and your household today. Wherever you go, whatever you do, may you know uh, God's protection, God's love, God's joy and God's strength. And may you continually know the Lord as your light, your strength, your salvation, the deliverer and protector of your life. Have a great day. Be blessed.